Hi, I'm Alan Sentier, the Heartful Badass Coach. Being badass is about being the real you, being strong, feisty, confident, knowing your own truth and walking it, feeling the fear and doing it anyway, with a heart full of joy and boundaries that really work. I learned how to be the real me through telling and writing stories, and now I'm a best-selling author as well as a badass psychotherapist and coach. I tell stories a lot in podcasts and blogs and in the coaching programs I do. Being authentic, living your own story, that's being the real badass you. And being real badass is being full of heart, caring. Because we've lived through all that shit, haven't we? So we know it in our bones and we really do truly feel compassion. So come on. Let's do some badassery. Let's change ourselves and watch the whole world change around us. Let's make our lives, our businesses and our hearts sing. I'm really lucky this week because I've got Robin. And Robin is a wild woman. And so I'm really keen to be talking to her. And she doesn't live too far away from me, so there's the occasional chance for us to actually meet, which makes a change nowadays. Mm-hmm. But Robin does wild things, and she involves nature and animals very much in her coaching, but I don't know enough about it yet. So, Robin, who are you? <laughs> that is such an interesting question, isn't it, Ellen? And we talked previously uh about the who of you and not the what of you absolutely and the what of me being the practitioner so whether i'm a coach or a therapist i'm kind of somewhere in the middle there um and very much love bringing nature and animals into what i do but the who of me i don't know it's always changing isn't it it's a dynamic thing yeah and it's particularly i think on my well-being journey and specifically over the last few years with all that's been going on and how that's impacted on my practice both my personal practice mm. my well-being practice mm. and I think I've been doing a lot of learning recently around trauma and how that has helped me both in my work but also personal reflections and seeing well how does that apply to my own life yes yeah and the who am I through what I've been through and who would I then be if I kind of if I hadn't been through that because that's shaped me but also who would I be without the trauma responses that I have yeah who would I be if I could be just fully who I am my soul self the self that signed the contract to come into this life (laughs) Oh, I'm so good. Glad to hear somebody saying that again. Many of my podcast guests do, but we don't say it enough. We don't realize that, you know, we're a a spirit inhabiting what my dad used to call spacesuit for getting around on planet Earth. Oh, I heard a great one on Wednesday. My onesie, my human onesie. Oh, absolutely. That's another really good one. Yeah. So um, people... How about thinking of yourself as, you know, you're whoever you are inside, but this is a onesie and you're you're just inhabiting it. 
it's your spacesuit. But who is this Robin inside? Because I've met her a few times and she fascinates me. And as you say, we're always changing. What's the most important thing to Robin as of now? The word that's coming to my mind is space. Yeah. Yeah. Having space around me, being in a space, providing a safe space, having the outdoor space that's full of nature. Yeah. And just before we started the recording, I could hear the bird song here because yeah. occasionally you just get, even though it's not quite spring yet, you still you occasionally get this trill and oh, oh it's such a lights me up. Yeah. And, and having where I'm based in southeast Wales, we have trees and greenery. You can't actually see anybody else. So we have a little cottage just surrounded by its own space. And there are other houses around, but you can't see them because of the way the hill is all folding and the trees. And I, I know that I'm so blessed. Yeah. And we moved from the suburbs. So mm. I'm very aware of what it's like not to have mm. that space. Mm. And we moved for me because I wanted that space. Uh, and I was very conscious for people during lockdown who didn't have that space. And maybe because I used to live in London, mm. uh, the outskirts, but in London in uh, an apartment block and you just think oh that must be really really challenging through lockdown and not being able to get out particularly if you're a family with small kids and how do you explain awful. to them yeah awful all of that stuff so space for me yeah. is one of my priorities and natural space yeah 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 I can be with you on that as I um I used to live in London but um we moved out in 1999 actually, so all of this century I've been out in the country on the Welsh mm. borders. But I, li I live keep living in these places that you have to go half a mile up a muddy farm track to get to the house, and I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a lovely little town five miles down the road and a quite big town about eight miles up the road the other way, and, you know, people around and the farmer and a neighbour a quarter of a mile down the road and that. Like you, I can't see other people. And I feel, I ex do you feel this expansion? I feel like I expand. Yeah, and that's very important to me as well. And you were talking about how we inhabit this suit. Yes. But I went on a workshop years ago and we were dowsing for oils mm -hmm. and we were creating a specific to ourselves personal blend mm -hmm. which would then expand our aura so we also doused what is my aura where is the kind of how what is the extent how far does it reach out from me mm -hmm. then we made our blend and then we kind of inhaled and applied our blend and then we did it again they couldn't there wasn't space to get far enough away to find the edge of my aura yeah 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 I know. They had to nearly go off the land where we were yeah. to find the edge of my aura, yeah. which just blew me away. And it's that idea that we, yes, we're in, we are within, you know, we, we this suit moves Especially us around. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> this suit is our way of moving around yeah. most of the time in, in this life. But we are actually so much more. I know. And. I, I share workshops and things that talk about what do you feel 
when you're maybe in stress versus in flow, when you're in trauma response versus who you really are. Yes. And the sense of contraction versus expansion, yeah. the sense of limitation versus potential impossibility. So, yeah, that's a very important it aspect is. to me. It, it is. And it is for everybody. It's something I do with my clients, too. And you get someone and they, you know, they thought, well, auras are a bit woo woo, aren't they? You know, and, and you go, well, yeah, well, everybody's got one. Don't worry about it. And um, then you start sort of feeling like, you know, just shut your eyes. Now, can you feel the edge of the room? And, you know, they can. And they never thought they could before. And do you get clients who say, I mean, I get them when we've done something like that. And they say, I remember when I was a child and I would lie in bed and I could see the room, even though my eyes were shut. Mm. And I can remember that. And once you start somebody off on the memory, they can. Do your people do that? People who come with you? Yeah. And, and the thing that when we were a child, that's okay. Absolutely. Because it's a childish thing, imagination and creativity. It's a childhood thing, yeah. but it isn't. And another thing yeah. when I was thinking about who am I was I'm a child. Yes, yes, yes. And I think we I all still, are. <laughs> yeah, but I love, I love being that child. And my wild acronym, the first part of that is w for what for wonder <laughs> when we can look at the world with that childlike wonder and not feel that once we're an adult we have to put aside but the fun and the joy and the creativity and the imagination yeah yeah and, and we, the play we don't and i do it with a lot of clients because um a while back, a friend said to me, <clears throat> you're a heartful, badass woman. <laughs> and I just love it. I thought, yeah, that fits. And it's the same sort of thing that um, I am the child who is a bit wicked. You know, I, I'm not quite at the stage now where I put a bag of flour on the top of a half-open door. Um, but you remember things like that, too. <laughs> me, no. <laughs> <laughs> Water, I would never have thought. <laughs> yeah, well, we won't go there. Um, but it it's that part of you that sparkles. And to get that sparkle back, I think is so important. But you just said something there, and I, I think everybody would want to know this. You can see it on the bottom of the screen here, W-I-L-D. And it obviously isn't just the word. Come on, tell us about it. It came about because of my own journey, right. as these things do. And I had got myself into a place where I was very miserable and just thought, there's no way that anything's going to get any better. Mm -hmm. And I was at that point of that needs to change and that person needs to be different. Out, 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 point, point, yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then... I went, you know, I went to the doctor, I went to a counsellor, I tried all the traditional mainstream things and they were not working. I knew they weren't, but I almost had to just, it was my um, stubborn child, I guess, my two-year-old stuck my foot coming out. Uh, so I tried all of that, it didn't work. So I went off and I did a lot of reading. I've always been a bookworm. And through that reading and through reconnecting with people like Brene Brown, mm -hmm. 
and reading people like Gabor Mate and coming across Wayne Dyer's famous phrase, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And Bruce Lipton's phrase that the moment you change the way you look at things is the moment you change the chemistry of your body. Yes. And the chemistry of my body was not good. And I knew it wasn't good. And I knew from past experience that I was going back down the road towards sort of burnout and ill health. Mm. But when I read that Bruce Lipton quote, I thought, oh, gosh, I can I can I can I can do this. (laughs) Yeah. All I need to do is change the way that I look at things, because when I change the way I look at things, all those things out there that are wrong and bad and and negatively impacting on me would look different plus the chemistry of my body i.e my well-being yeah will change yeah light bulb moment (laughs) absolutely and and in that exploration it was well how do i what what way would suit me to look at things yeah compared to where i'm looking the way that I'm looking at things now so how was I looking at things now and there was a lot of bitterness and anger and resentment and uh, cynicism and all of those things the baggage yeah that we create through our lives yeah. right how do I want to look at things instead and exploring that it was well what lights me up what makes me feel expansion what makes me feel joy what makes my heart sing and it was nature Mm-hmm. why what does that do for me mm-hmm. what is it in nature how does that make me feel so a sunset the sea mm-hmm. trees all of these things a starlit night the moon oh. always always I mm-hmm. as a child I can remember my uh, bedroom window was a, a corner mm-hmm. so I could see quite a, a good vista and there was although I lived in the suburbs of a city in Belfast there was a mot so they think maybe a burial mound or whatever it was used for with trees on it that I could see from my bedroom window and the moon was quite often above it and I would just be in awe of this thing that hangs in space and we see different aspects of it depending on where it is in relation to the the earth and the sun oh my goodness all that's in space that whole sense of I'm so tiny. The the creation is so much bigger. And yet I was created. Something made me. So it was that childlike sense of, you know, that just wordless awe and wonder and innocence and innocence in the best, beautiful sense of of the word, not as in not guilty, but as in I just love everything and it's yes, so exciting and it's so yeah. new. Yeah. And I don't understand it, but that's okay. Beginner's mind. Yes. And so that was where the W came from. Mm. And then also the idea that we to to connect in with that changing of how we look at things and stepping more fully into who we are, mm. particularly as women. Mm. We need to go within, we need to follow our yin energy, and we need to listen to our bodies Mm. and our gut, knowing that we have a head brain, heart brain, and gut brain at least. So the eye is for intuition, but also for integrity, because when we live with integrity, and I love these words that are 
multiple meanings. So if we live with our personal integrity, not worrying about the world and what it tells us is right or wrong or the moral code of the culture in which we live, but our own personal, this is right for me, this is not right for me. When we live with integrity by that, we have structural integrity. Therefore, we have health and well-being. The L kind of then was further on from that, loving loving ourselves because we don't most people so often we don't and we've been taught put other people first and we may have also come to a belief because of trauma as in the way Gabor Mate understands trauma not big necessarily trauma Mm. of the life-changing diagnosis or anything like that but just the, the the little things that mount up yeah we come to the belief I'm not enough, I'm not good enough. Yeah. So we don't love ourselves. We look at society and social media and we think we should be a certain age, a certain shape, a certain weight, size, intelligence, whatever it is. Yeah. And we always find ourselves wanting, don't we? Absolutely. Yeah. So we don't love ourselves. Yeah. So the loving ourselves as we are and as we are not. And yes. as we've talked about, the messiness. Yes. Life is messy and that's part of the wonder and part of the joy and potential of it. Because if it was not messy and it was too neat and tidy, <laughs> yeah, that's, that would pretty much be... <laughs> I, I can't live there. <laughs> no. I could go and, to the house and garden exhibition, isn't it? Yeah, I can't sit yeah, on that chair. You can't touch anything and you can't be comfortable and yeah. you can't be yourself. Or you go around one of these huge houses in, um, you know, the, the Lord Thingamajig's house or something and everything's roped off. And yes. Oh my National God. Trust properties. Yeah, where, <laughs> yeah, it's preserved as it is, fine, but not in my life. That just but it's stale and stagnant yeah. and life is messy. Yes. And full and abundant. Absolutely. So Wonderful. what is the D in this then? So the D stands for dance with life, which kind of is all of the former brought together. And the fact that life just is what it is. Yes. It is a bit messy and it can be passionate and it can be slow and it can, the tempo can change, the direction can change. If you think of maybe yourself as uh, the female role, so life is leading the dance sometimes, sometimes you're leading where you want to go, but it goes in different directions at different times and different steps and movements and music and tempo, but it's rich. And if you watch anything like Strictly Come Dancing, where they they teach the people how you need to feel the dance and you need to live the dance and express the dance and you can't do a tango unless you get passionate and all of those sorts of (laughs) things. Try not to do a tango with a a bloke you don't like either because it won't work. you need to be working with your partner absolutely it's a collaboration yeah and it's beautiful yeah yeah it is it's funny you saying that because um i think maybe some people know but one of my what they call <laughs> bragging rights um is uh i used to dance for arlene phillips oh <laughs> really? not in a group or anything like that i was part of the teaching squad and um a friend of mine who taught, she said, you know, come on, you you be my demonstrator. You come every day. 
and um, you do it and do it right. And then everybody can watch you and then I can go around and look after them and pair them. This was at Pineapple in London, and um, which was gorgeous. Uh, I have never been so fit in my life, but it was totally amazing. <laughs> but before that, I, I my first degree was in dance. And um, so I totally have this. Life is a dance. It really, really is. And you learn, you work, even if you're dancing solo, you're dancing in a space and you're dancing with the space around you and trees or flowers or furniture or whatever the hell it is. And if you're dancing in a group or with a partner, it's so exhilarating, isn't it? Mm. Because you get this connection. Oh, it's such working. a level. You, you're both thinking, you can think each other. Yeah. Completely. And that's how life should be. Yeah. 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 All and the, the joy of that. Yeah. And the wildness of that. The wilderness of that as well. If you're dancing with somebody that maybe you don't know very well, and you're still exploring that. Yeah. The wilderness in the sense that Brene Brown talks about it. I've just mm-hmm. finished listening to the audiobook of her braving the wilderness. Mm-hmm. So the unknown and stepping yes. in vulner the strength of vulnerability Absolutely. into that unknown mm-hmm. and just allowing yourself to not know. Yeah. Yeah. And to see where that takes you. Yeah. Yeah. In trusting and all of that scary sighting stuff. Yeah. And but people get just if I can just say as well that I think often we take life so too seriously, mm. which I certainly did. And that was a lot of my learning. Mm. Stop all this seriousness. And I love um Abraham Hicks. And I have an audio recording on CD, which I play in my car sometimes. And one of the quotes, there's a, a recording of a live event that Abraham was talking to an audience. And they say something along the lines of, you all take all of this far too seriously. And I just love Abraham's sense of humour. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole audience then were just in stitches. It's so true. It is. Because we just relate to that. It is. It very much is. And it's back to this thing, is it? It stops you being you. I can't do that because, because you know, I can't do that because sort of thing. And um, I had a similar phrase when I was growing up again from dad was, you know, life can be very serious, but never solemn. And he he was like that. He was a, a nutty anarchist. <laughs> it counts for me. Uh, mother was the same. So, but it is, we don't. We don't need to be solemn. I mean, the, the old hippie phrase, lighten up. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, the sun will probably shine tomorrow morning. And if it doesn't, well, it's too bad anyway. Um, but <laughs> whatever it is, the sun will probably shine. The birds will probably sing. And there will be some good in the world, however bad things are. That doesn't mean to say that you don't need to take them seriously, because you do. but get proportion would that be right and also the fact that there's bad in the world is not a reason for the not seeing the good no in fact i think it's in Brene brown's book where she says that she has talked to lots of people who've been through really bad stuff Mm. and they say that it's actually important for people to have fun 
because it means the bad stuff. I can't remember what way she put it, but something like that it's actually our experience is worth it that we went through that because we know that you understand. If you're enjoying the good, you understand. You're not dismissing Mm. the fact that we've been through bad. You're just saying, but the good needs to be enjoyed. Yes. Because we know there is the other side, which is so challenging. Mm. So we need to really celebrate the good. So we're acknowledging you and we're celebrating kind of you as well. Yeah. In that rather than the we all have to go around in hair shirts. <laughs> Anybody no, gets that, that old fashioned <laughs> that old fashioned reference. But yeah. that we go around punishing ourselves yes. just so that we can I feel your pain. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't it belittles the pain rather than actually uh respecting it in some way. In in some ways, yes, I think it does. I feel that I mean there's um I come out of a shamanic witchy tradition and always they say you're going to go through death in order to get the other side. And, you know, so you go to some of the more modern core shamanism things and, you know, they'll go and bury you in the earth or do something weird. If that turns you on, that's absolutely fine. Far be it from me to stop you. You don't need to do that. But if you, as you say, respect the bad that's happened to you or what does feel bad, the pain points and respect them. And then you start working with them in how I was brought up is you befriend them. You befriend your pain. You befriend the thing that's hurting you. Now, what's going on? What have you got for me? What do you need from me? And once you start that conversation going, you find your way out and you also find what you've learned, don't you? That's it. To me, pain is an opportunity, an invitation yeah. to sit down and dialogue and learn yeah. because it's always a teacher. Always, always. Absolutely. When, when we can listen, when we can sit yeah. and we can dialogue with it. Yeah. It, it offers us wisdom mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. And do you feel that's part of your job and my job is that we we will sit beside the person with their pain and sort of say, I'm here, you know, I'm beside you. Let's get deep into there. Let's find out what's going on. I'm still here to support you. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. But come on, let's not run away from it. Let's go in. I think for me, it's like Gabor Mate's compassionate inquiry. Yeah. We're there to maybe role model to a degree. Yes. But but there to say to somebody, like you say, I'm here and beside you, you're safe. Yeah. 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 We're okay. Yeah. And we can sit and we can dialogue with your pain mm-hmm. and it'll all be okay. Yeah. And it may take us a while. Yeah. But I'm here as long as it takes. And th- there is no right or wrong. There is no, we have to do this by a certain number of hours or whatever, certain uh, period of time. No. It takes it as long as it takes. Yeah. And that's okay. And if we have to revisit, because I think sometimes we think, you know, I'll go to therapy and what was I heard? I heard the other day, one and done. That's it. No. <laughs> Life's not then, like that. <laughs> no, but then people, because I've been there, we think I should have, 
you know, I did it oh. wrong the first time or I, I've not, I'm not good enough. I've slipped back into bad habits. To me, I'm saying, no, what is actually happening is that you've gone down a new layer. Yeah, yeah. That's all it is. And you should celebrate, you know, or you can celebrate, not should, I don't like that word. No, but you I can don't. celebrate because yeah. you are now ready for something deeper. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'll even sort of say like, you know, it depends on how deep we're going, but you know, you're now up for it. Yeah. You know, you, you've done the fitness training kind of thing. But when yeah. I was training with the psychotherapy, one of my teachers, lovely woman, Barbara, um, she, we were discussing the whole word should. And so she said, how do you spell should? S-H-O-U-L-D. So she went, shoulders, shoulders, shoulders. Because put an ER on it and it's your shoulder. So what are you shouldering? Yeah. And I just, as you can tell, I've never forgot. I was like, Barbara, that nailed it. <laughs> yeah. And this is where words are so powerful. Aren't they? They mm. can help us to remember things. Yeah. And they can reveal how we uh, see, interpret, perceive yeah. things. Yeah. So we will say things like, I shouldered that or that felt like a burden. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes we do carry burdens and, yeah. you know, okay. Realize you're carrying them, decide or, you know, get some help with choosing whether you want to carry them. And if you don't, ask some advice, you know, how can I put this damn thing down? <laughs> or at least lighten it a little bit. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm really fed up with this. Can we, can, you know, can life give me a break from this one? Um, because there are always ways. But often you have to like, and this is the vulnerability I feel again, you have to open up to say, I'm actually not liking this. I need different. So, and as well, I think in the world that we live in today, hmm. it's that you're uh, that you come to the realization that that's okay to yeah. say i'm not liking this yeah. or i'm struggling with this yeah. or this is really uncomfortable for me rather than feeling that we just have to grin and bear it and just have to get on with it yeah yeah there still seems to be a lot of that about but hopefully people are getting the idea that you don't have to do that you can actually sort of say time out time out you know, at least for a little bit, and then we'll see where we are and what happens. What and that can give you a new perspective, just that time out. It does. And a new understanding. Yeah. 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 A new way of seeing things. It does. It's like, no, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go <laughs> the other way. Um, I wanted to ask, we've done quite a bit of it, but I wanted to ask you, what is your um, mega passion that keeps you quite happy living on planet Earth? Uh, sharing what I've learned and seeing people have those aha moments. Oh, yeah. And it's not about, I took this step, this step, this step, this step, do the same that's that's you sorted yeah. it's more about this is what i've learned that we can dialogue with 
our pain and our discomfort and our yeah. challenges and that can give us wisdom that our bodies hold wisdom yeah. and that we can explore our symptoms to unlock that wisdom once we've taken that on board it shows us how we can get back to a healthier happier place yes and understanding what exactly trauma is yeah. and it, i think coming against the misconceptions and misbeliefs that culture and society condition us into yeah that's what i love yeah. taking that off and seeing people suddenly like you say expand blossom light up because it's not anything i do i just share realizations i had and hope that that you know uh, helps to unlock something for them and that they have their own re realizations through that mm. because it has to you know their stuff is their stuff and their journey Absolutely. is their journey yeah. so there's nothing i can do except share what i've learned and then let them take that and use it as they will and and in the steps that are right for them and in the pathway that's right for them yeah. so to watch them do that oh it's that's amazing it's so beautiful i mean i i've had tears come to my eyes when somebody's done it in front of me i on zoom as well as um you know in person and you just go Oof. and you see this person you know you you've seen the change in them the it's, and it's more than even just the expression and the fact that you know they they were like this and suddenly they're like that it's something happens and you see it and it is just so so beautiful and, uh, and powerful and inspirational and you look at somebody going through that process and and you just see Brene Brown vulnerability and strength and power in action don't you yeah yeah, yeah. and vulnerability uh, yeah. and power um don't know whether you, everybody out there realizes this but they are absolutely like that you won't have the power to enable yourself or enable others if you are not totally vulnerable. And it is just so important. But it takes a while to get your head around that, doesn't it? Because your brain's sort of been conditioned, as you said. <laughs> and I think it takes small incremental bits of experience of it. Yeah. So you can read it, mm -hmm. you can understand it cognitively. Mm -hmm but maybe not yet really have it as a part of who you are until you experience it. And that sometimes takes that courage to just take that step never could and, go. <laughs> and see how it pans out. And it's, it's also choosing where you do that because there are some spaces that are safer to do it than others. And that again is something that, you know, people like you and me can provide either in a, a group or one-to-one -one or whatever, or even in a webinar. I mean, I've had it happen to me and I'm watching somebody, listening to somebody on a webinar and I just go, oh, that one won't click. And mm -hmm. um, it takes all sorts of different things to do it. And that actually brings me to, because I know you've got some new things coming up, Robin. So what are the I things that people can actually come to you for so i already run a thing called introduction to meta consciousness which is all about looking at meta the overarching consciousness way that we look at the world mm -hmm. because our bodies really like bessel van der Kolk cells they keep the score yeah. 
And so when we come to really understand, and I see a lot of people who talk about symptoms and you've manifested this in your life and, you know, your body, it, 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 anyway, it's just, I don't know how to put it into words, but it's kind of, to me, not quite getting it's nearly there because it's different yeah. from the mainstream way of looking at your symptoms and your body's attacking itself and it's going wrong it's not quite that but it's still not quite getting to the nub of how we can look at our symptoms and understand them yeah. and the this work that i do it's based on science but it also has a lot of spirituality in it because again we are mind body spirit the yeah. mainstream separates the two yeah and they look just at specific parts they're very mechanical and newtonian whereas this is a way that brings it all back together yes. and that shows us how we can be like detectives and find out the wisdom that's within whatever's going on for us whether it is mind body spirit whatever mm. in order to understand ourselves more deeply yeah and then to know what supports me best what allows me to be my best self mm. so it's that really true fit your mask before anybody else's make sure you're living from a full cup all of that stuff it's really true self-care it is yeah yeah but within that whole because we can't separate ourselves from the whole either no we, if we are taking care of self it doesn't mean i'm taking myself out and i'm taking care of myself and you're just doing your own thing if I'm taking care of myself and I'm shifting my energy by getting back into who I truly am and allowing my light to shine, it's supporting everything else. Yeah. And that happens through this. Um, there's that lovely lemniscate, the your figure of eight in its side. And the infinity. In, exactly. And you go out and in and out and in mm -hmm. and going right, right, right back to 6,000 years ago, ancestors. Um, down in Cornwall, but in other places as well, there's the most beautiful labyrinth, which is called the Troy Town. And you go into the centre and then you come out. And so it's not a maze. You don't get lost in it. It leads you in by all these curving, winding paths. And Troy Town comes from Kerry Troyu, which you probably may know from Welsh, means city of turns. And so you go in and out and in and out different ways. And you come right out to the edge and then you go right into the middle and then you come back out again. And it's that you go in to find something, come out. And we do this all the time, every day. Mm -hmm. And nothing's stuck, which is it's such fun, isn't it? <laughs> and, and talking about that, sometimes when we feel stuck, just getting up and moving. Yeah. Yeah. Can... Yeah start things to shift because we get into that it's either our body so if my body isn't moving very well then i exercise i stretch whatever mm -hmm. but we're not making the connection between well maybe my body is tight because my mind is holding on to something because it's fearful or whatever but it's all interconnected so this course looks at that it's a three-day workshop face to face yes, but definitely. i've also created it <laughs> as an e-learning course because not everybody can come here to no. wales and i've had you know inquiries from the us and from australia so obviously yeah. to to send it out further afield i've created an e-learning module on that i also have a workshop that i absolutely love called enjoy your life 
So bringing joy. Spell that because I know how you spell it. I am. Joy, joy, enjoy, yes, bringing joy in, and I think I got that from Neil Donald Walsh. I think he was the first person that I read saying, if you look at the word or listen to the word enjoy, it is actually in joy, bringing joy in, and I think that relates very much to Abraham Hicks as well. Mm. So, enjoy your life is all about the things we've been talking at, looking at what our body is telling us. So, is it telling us that I'm feeling small and constricted and contracted and fearful or is it feeling joyful expansive and how we can use that to be our guide yes so when we have choices to make sometimes where i don't know i've lost my sense of direction i don't know what to do and i've got too many choices and i feel overwhelmed but if we can just get back to the present moment and back to tuning into our bodies our bodies will let us know yeah, yeah. And also, if we've made a choice and it doesn't turn out the way we think it does, it doesn't work how we want it, that's fine. Yeah. I have this thing where you yell plot twist. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> because sometimes we're so afraid, aren't we, to yeah. admit oh, that maybe work. we made a mistake, mm, yeah. yeah. Uh, made a decision that didn't work, mm. particularly if we've had people who maybe told us that we we were making a wrong decision and it we might not be the decision that was wrong. <laughs> mm. might not be the decision that was wrong it was the time or whatever it just wasn't completely right it's not to say that the ones who were naysayers were right mm. but it's so difficult then to say actually I need to change my mind now yeah but if we can have that sense of humor which is so essential mm. and just go blood twist <laughs> go off in another direction it's yeah. all okay absolutely yeah so that's two of the things going down yeah so that's in that's face to face and it's also online as well which is good and i have a facebook group in which i have a monthly ask me anything mm-hmm. and that's just for free people can come along and they can ask me last time last week uh it's the end of each month and last week's was Somebody came on and said, well, I've got psoriasis, but I don't understand because I'm actually in a better place in my life right now than I've been for ages. So why have I got this suddenly flare up on some specific parts, but also generalized parts across her body? So we were able to look at what was going on for her. And this is a misconception that I talk about in the metaconsciousness workshop, that we think that that's a stress symptom. Actually, a lot of the time, the symptoms that we have, that we experience, they're happening when our body has gone, thank goodness, I can let go of that now. So our body is detoxing of all the stress and the changes that we made to survive the stress. So the symptoms are actually generally coming out when we're healing. Yep. Yeah. So it's not the body attacking itself. It's not the body going wrong. But when we look at where in your body what tissue is it that gives us so much information to know well what what was my belief that wasn't serving me Mm. how do I reframe that belief Mm. to something that serves me better how do I learn more about myself how do I step more into that yeah 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 indeed and that is such an important thing I live with it you live with it and it's so good once you get people to understand that so uh, and in relation to that as well one last thing I have and this is every two months I have a 
it's going to be a Zoom call webinar mm -hmm. called Have We Been Getting Wellbeing All Wrong? Yes. And you look at the current situation, you look at the situation in the NHS, doctors and nurses, not, you know, Correct. their working conditions, their pay levels are incredible, yeah. which is really, really unthinkable. Mm -hmm. And so things are going south fast. Yeah. But could we actually be creating that because of the way that we look at well-being and the expectations that we have and how we give away our agency yes rather than how could i support my own well-being mm -hmm. and also like we've just been talking about we grow we learn we become more fully who we are yeah which serves our well-being yeah and is so, the root of well-being i think yeah you know, it's, it's, it, it, yes, it is. You are what you eat. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with that, but, um, <laughs> you are what you take in, but you take in so much more than food. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> you take in everything, what you read, what you listen to, what you follow in social media, what you hear on the news or the television programs you watch yeah. or the books you read, the people you spend time with. Mm -hmm. Digesting all of that, mm. and then either digesting it or having it, you know, cause ructions in your in your heart, stomach, or your mental stomach, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. I think that's going to be really, really fun. So we will put all the links of these things into the show notes of the of the podcast, so that you can get them and go and visit and go and visit with Robin because it's just so exciting. And I love being wild and you are deliciously wild. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I love that. So it's really good, but we've got something else to say, haven't we? Just as a finisher off. Um, I can't remember the date. The first one is the 23rd, I believe. I think well, that's when we're recording it, isn't it? I think it's going to go out. I thought we were doing it live so that people could ask questions. Oh, heck, right. There's going to be a little bit of planning going on. 23rd of February, people. Um, Robin and I are just doing a half-hour webinar together talking about wild things and your wild inside and how nature and simple little things like walking down the pavement in your town can help you actually contact contact this wild inside so 23rd of february not long um but we'll be stuff out on both of our channels so it'll be fine come along and ask questions and we will be throwing ideas around won't we we will yeah i'm really looking forward to it and we were uh, talking about the different topics that we might look at as well and possibly having a series of these. Yes. So it's something that we can explore and develop. And if you wanted to come along to watch the series and watch it as we explore it and develop and take questions and because we want it to be responsive, don't we? And, and to meet people with the question that, that they have and, and the curiosity yeah. and to work up. Yeah. That dance, that partnership, it that is collaboration, that, and it's that, that evolution. And enabling you guys to come and, and ask questions 
of a, a couple of women who have their own experience to offer up. And we probably have themes, um, at least start off with themes each each time. But on the other hand, in the meantime, if you want to get on to message either of us in any of our channels, you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, whatever, and say, you can talk about this. Hmm. Definitely. We're very happy with that. Robin, it's been a delight. And I'm so glad it's not going to be the last time. Yes, yes. I think this is such a good time for this kind of exploration. And I'm excited to see where it might lead. I am too. So all of Robin's details will be in the show notes. And get in touch with that. I really recommend it. It's fun. Uh, That's always a good reason for doing things. And for my powerful woman of this week, goodbye, Robin. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you so much, Helen. I've really loved being here with you. Well, hey, I hope you enjoyed that. Hope it pulled out some new ideas and new ways of looking at life, the universe and everything. And I'd love to know your comments, so do send them to me. Doing and being badassery is fun. It makes your heart sing. And that helps everyone. And it helps you put the soul back in your life and in your business. Business, when it's really working, is fun, full of badass reality, and makes your heart sing. So let's stick all those rubbish old work ideas of toil and drudgery in the compost caddy. Let's recycle them into something fun and useful. That's what badassery is about, having fun and being useful. If you'd like more, get on my website, www.ellensentier.com, Sign up for my newsletters and check out my lives and vlogs. Let's get to know each other. Let's get together, have fun, grow your life and make your heart sing. Let's be real. Come on, let's light our fires. <laughs>